0: The Pro America Report with Ed Martin on the Answer, San Diego.
1: Welcome, 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 Ed Martin here in a Pro America Report. Great to be together tonight. I have to tell you, I'm looking out of one side of my one uh, side of my eye. I don't know. I'm looking to the side here and keeping an eye on the presidential debate in Las Vegas. Haven't watched a Democrat debate. Uh, I don't think I've watched any one at all. But I've been watching this one tonight because holy cow, it's a Bloomberg fest. It is a lot of fun. Uh it is incredible to watch. They're ripping into each other. It's it's at that point in the um process, a little bit like four years ago, you remember where all of a sudden, you know, guys like Rubio tried to take after um Trump and and he failed and uh, Christie might have done that he failed and all the, it's it, it's as some of the ca- candidates are flailing and failing they are taken after the the front runner which is uh, Bernie Sanders and to some extent uh, Bloomberg and we'll cap some of that in a minute let me get to that in a minute uh, because it is in this uh, opening segment again Ed Martin great to be with you it's the Pro America Report don't forget to go to EdmartinLive.com, Martin dot com dot com and sign up for my daily email I had a nice exchange today on the cell phone I gave out my give you my cell phone my phone number to text to if you call it it'll kick to my phone if I happen to answer it well there you are and so today I got a phone call I saw it come in I thought well it looks like a number I'll answer that one it turns out it was Sandy who uh, got the texting number the texting number is 314 uh, excuse me 256-1776 314-256-1776 you can always text me anyway Sandy said hey I love your email I get it every morning uh, she's in the Midwest. She gets it at, uh, I think she gets it at 7 a.m., she told me, so she must be in Central Time. You get it at 5 a.m. if you're on the Pacific uh, Time, if you're at East Coast, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. So go to EdMartinLive.com, sign up. She said, I love to get it because you give me those articles, you give me what I need to know. Very helpful. So I hope you'll sign up for that. Follow me on Twitter, at EagleEdMartin, at EagleEdMartin, and on Facebook. Facebook uh, is um, Ed Martin Live on Facebook and uh, all those places. Great to be with you. Pro-America Report, so important right now that we still... Stick together, we're going to have some wonderful guests tonight. Uh, we will spend a few moments. It's always too quick with him, David Horowitz, the truly epic leader in America. Uh, Incredible uh, history. He's had successes. It's the David Horowitz Freedom Center is the name of his organization. He's got a new lawsuit that's coming up. He's, of course, a best-selling author of Dark Agenda, the war to destroy Christian America. Uh, And we'll talk about that. And then we have an incredible guest on. His name is Joshua Lisek. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And he's he's a self-described recoverer of Trump derangement syndrome and wants to share his story uh, on uh, how he got through the Trump Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, Fascinating guy. So we'll talk to all them. But first, let's cover a couple things. One is I don't want today to pass without marking uh, what is a fairly extraordinary deterioration in China over uh, what they're doing and what's happening. And what do I mean by that? Well, the Chinese Communist government has now pretty much Uh, lost control of the coronavirus. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that they've lost control, the pandemic's not spread. It's just that they can't stop Uh, all of the ancillary secondary problems that are happening. They've got prominent people dying of the disease. They've got the disease quarantined or maybe 100 million people quarantined. It doesn't seem to be spreading too rapidly across China, as far as we can tell. Certainly not around the world, as far as we can tell. Um, What is unclear to a lot of people, and we haven't had a real um, analysis of this from the Chinese, they're not allowing enough uh, information out and people in, you know, it doesn't seem to be spreading and killing uh, lots of people outside of China. I don't know why. I mean, you know, Senator Tom Cotton has been saying perhaps this uh, was a uh, some sort of bioengineered um, uh, flu uh, that was perhaps leaked, uh, you know, slipped out of the uh, bio um, center. There's a bioengineering center in Wuhan in that province nearby. I don't know. There's a lot going on. We don't really know. Uh, but here's another thing. The Chinese government has started expelling journalists. The Wall Street Journal had, I think, three reporters expelled, not for their reporting, not for anything they did, but because the Chinese government didn't like an opinion piece. Uh, Written by, I think it was Walter Russell Mead, uh, a a professor who said the real sick child is China, not the children in China with this disease. And it was an analysis of China's economy stalling and the problems they have. Well, the Chinese government is expelling journalists. The Chinese government has which uh, the Chinese communist government. I always want to say that carefully. The Chinese communist government, it's not the people. It's the Chinese Communist government has also been running so-called news agencies in other parts of the world, including America. Well, the American government said, hey, if you're going to do that here, you've got to register like you're doing something uh, like we know you are with the State Department. And so that has been um, happening. And uh, so the Chinese Communist government is experiencing some pretty significant turmoil. I mean, they don't know what they're going to do next. And I guess what I want to tell you is, um, the reality of the size of Chinese, the Chinese Communist government's uh, economy that they control, it's huge. And one of the impacts on the world economy and American economy will be if China continues to slip and slide. And just watch for that. I I, I won't say it quite as plainly as I think Robert uh, Spalding, the retired brigadier general, uh, said a few weeks ago when I interviewed him uh, on Breitbart Radio Um, He said that they would even they would even suffer losses in their own economy and in their own country, not their economy, their country in the short term, if it helped them in the long run. I I'm not predicting that I'm not saying that's true. But the Chinese uh, right now, I don't know. But the Chinese are having a lot of trouble. And one of the effects of their troubles could be really hurting the world economy and our economy. And they might not mind that. If it impacts the election upcoming. So we'll watch that. That's one thing to know. But here's what you need to know. I, I, I started my notes on this before tonight's, um, tonight's debate, thinking that this would be the topic anyway. And, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes. They say Bloomberg boom and bust. And what you need to know right now is the Bloomberg boom is real. He has real polling. He's really succeeding. He spent $500 million approximately. He's got himself positioned. He's using all the kinds of technology, all the kinds of uh, uh, data analysis. He is a real player at transforming the Democrat primary right now. That's the boom. I mean, it is booming. He is. This is impressive. He has uh, now, unfortunately, he had to step out of the shadows tonight. And on the debate stage, holy cow, it's been tough. He's been pressed on his uh, what they called they called racist comments. He's been pressed on his support of George W. Bush. He's been pressed on his support of Republican senators. He's been pressed on his support of the uh, Chinese. He's been pressed on everything. But the thing that I think will come away from this debate, and you should know, this is what you need to know, is as they pushed Bloomberg on his record, he was against the minimum wage going up. You know, that's supposed to be, uh, you know, scriptural, small s for the Democrats. There was an exchange where it was revealed publicly. Uh, at first, there was a conversation on transparency, and they said, will you release your tax returns? And he didn't answer the question. He basically said the same thing Trump said, which is, I'm so rich. My tax returns are complicated. You wouldn't understand. Maybe I'll get around to it. And so everyone jumped on that. Then there was a transparency question about health and him and Bernie Sanders sort of sparred on that. But then it turned to this absolutely stunning, I thought, turn because it's a Democrat primary. The Democrats stake their party to one of the pillars is the feminist movement. And one of the feminist movements real touchstones is Me Too. And so it, it became known, I think Elizabeth Warren said it, that there are a number of non-disclosure agreements between women and Mike Bloomberg and Elizabeth Warren called upon Mike Bloomberg to free the women up to tell their stories. And he refused. Then Joe Biden got in and said, you should let them talk. Let the women's voices be heard. And, and Bloomberg refused. And it just went on from there. And I don't know how that's not the takeaway story. Who are these women and why are we after the after the forever time that the media and others demanded said everybody who's ever met uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, everybody that's ever heard of Donald Trump, all these kinds of things? Now Bloomberg has, as Elizabeth Warren said, some. She put her air quotes up in her, with her hands. Some women who have been uh, in this position and are being silenced by Bloomberg. Uh, it, it was it was wild. It was wild. There were some terse exchanges, by the way, between Buttigieg and Klobuchar, and Buttigieg kind of got in her face over forgetting the Mexican president's name. Silly stuff. But what you need to know right now is Bloomberg's boom and bust is real, but holy cow, it's going to get hot. And I don't know how the Democrats—well, let me finish with this. What you need to know is Bloomberg's boom and bust is leading only one place. It's to— Bernie Sanders winning in Nevada this weekend, winning in South Carolina, and going on to the nomination. They can't stop him now. The only way they can stop him is to destroy him, and then they destroy their own party. It's the, it's the, it's the Bernie Sanders bomb that's ticking and the Bloomberg boom and bust that's kind of bursting in the air above them. It's a wild thing, so watch for that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, David Horowitz, uh, the great founder of the David Horowitz Freedom Center, tell us about a lawsuit that they're planning against some universities. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin on the Pro-America Report. Be right back. The Answer San
0: Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is David Horowitz. He's the best-selling author of Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Amer- excuse me, the War to Destroy Christian America. And uh, go to frontpage.com. You'll see a lot of his stuff there. And he is, uh, a, David is an old, old friend of my late boss of Phyllis Schlaff. He's been very, very good to her and good to me over the years. Extraordinary history he has in his own life. And his, if you go look at his books, the arc of his writing about his own history is one of the most most extraordinary in American history, I'd say modern history, uh, really uh, special. And uh, actually, David, I was going to try to figure a way to weasel this in. But, you know, you have a uh, the ability to raise a whole bunch of followers who end up being leaders themselves. And the best is uh, most noteworthy right now is Stephen Miller, who uh, was in his youth as a high school kid, I think, when he was uh, um, uh, trained by you. But welcome, David Horowitz. How are you tonight, sir?
2: I'm I'm pretty good. I'm glad to be back talking to you, Ed. You're doing great work. Um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm even more proud. I've got even younger um proteges, Charlie Kirk, um oh, yeah. Owens, yep. and yep. Uh, uh James O'Keefe. All
1: yeah. No, it's,
2: and, and yeah, it's really yeah. Good fighters.
1: <laughs> They, they sure are. And that's right. I forgot that. I forgot O'Keefe got one of his start in there too. That's right. Well, David, yeah. you know, I, 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 have been planning on talking to you because there's a lot going on and you've got this uh, lawsuit against Claremont. And, but I was thinking about your book because I saw the news came today. You know, your, your book, which is, uh, uh, bestseller, um, the dark agenda, the war to destroy Christian America. And of course, today there was an 11th circuit decision that allowed the city of Pensacola to keep up one of these big crosses that had been up for, you know, eighty years, and they allowed them to do it because the Supreme Court has has um has made that ruling. But I guess what I thought of you was, you guys are getting ready to go into court, and sometimes that seems like a knife's edge, right, both ways, because you're in. We 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 do, we get courts to rule against us, but other times there's an opening here. Tell us about what you guys are doing at the uh, Horowitz well, uh, Freedom Center. You're,
2: you're right. We're going after the Claremont Colleges, but we might we could be going after any major university in America, because they all, they support a terrorist organization called, and when I say support, they give campus privileges, you know, you can't just walk onto a campus and hold a demonstration, you have to be a recognized group, they give them offices, they fund them, uh, and their other funding comes from uh, the terrorist organization Hamas, and this is Students for Justice in Palestine. Of course, they don't want any justice for the Palestinians who are oppressed by Hamas in the Gaza Strip and by the PLO in the in the West Bank. What they want is to obliterate the state of Israel, which is a, right. a Nazi agenda. And they they support these terrorists and carry out their political agendas. And they hate America too, of course. Um, and you have all these universities. You go, you complain, and the university administrators are in denial like this. But uh, we were inspired, and it, you're absolutely right. The courts have been a, it's been very difficult to win these cases in court. Um, but Trump came out with an executive order uh, threatening to withdraw federal funding from any university right. that support right. anti-Semitic movements. Unless these people hate Christians, too. Um, you know, the irony is that the the Jew hatred is overt and rampant, but they've killed so many Christians in, in the Middle East. I mean, half a million. It's just terrible what's going on. And, you know, and I was just watching, by the way, the Democrat debate. Uh, it's yeah. a nightmare. I mean, it, it was fun to watch <laughs> Fearing each other up and lying about and being accused about of lying about each other—it's a lot of fun. But they never talk about foreign policy, and uh, you know and this Budajek—I mean, he is a very anti-Christian individual yep. attacking Mike Pence. And Mike Pence went out of his way to support this guy and uh, be gracious to right, right. him. Right, yeah. right. And he's he no, that's Pence.
1: yeah. Because so David, what are you going to do? What do you, what what do you, why is Claremont what 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 are the steps that happen when you you target Claremont? You say okay, you're supporting these, you're allowing these uh, groups on campus and He's now we're going to go yeah, and funding them. And what what are the steps you're going to take and how like how can people either track it, support it, model it, walk well, us through I, what the, what's going to happen? Yeah, we have a
2: site called stop Stop the Jew Hatred on Campus, which has a lot, just a ton of information about what's going on. Um, I mean, the first thing we have to do is convince our lawyers um, that we could make the case. And uh, Title VI forbids uh, anti-Semitism and other kinds of discrimination. And it defines anti-Semitism. It's like you know, it's not about criticizing the government of Israel, it's about calling for its extinction. And uh, that's what they do. They have a chance. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Of course, there is no Palestine to begin with, but the river is the Mediterranean, the sea is the, um, the river is the Jordan, the sea is the Mediterranean, that's the east and west boundaries of Israel, that's and, and the... They want to turn Israel into a Muslim state, which would be the hmm. end of the Jews. And you know, and they support every time these terrorists fire rockets into Israel. And these rockets are—you you can't really aim them. They're—they're they're there to terrorize civilians. In the, to, to have a hmm. military use a rocket has to be really accurate. Um, so they just target. Jews as Jews. Um, the 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 we, we listed. We, if you go up to frontpageman dot com, and go back a couple of days, we posted the letter we wrote to these presidents of Pitzer and Pomona. These, by the way, are elite colleges at sixty thousand a year tuition and. Um, and, right. and, and their curricula are all anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-Jewish. Um, and they spread these lies. That's all that um, Students for Justice for Palestine does, that Israel occupies Arab land and Palestinian land, that Israel is an occupier. Well, of course, the land that Israel was created on is the same and it was created in the same way that Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, and and Jordan were created, was on land that belonged to the Turkish Empire for 400 years prior to 1948 when Israel was created. Turks aren't even Arabs, let alone Palestinians. Arabs have no claim on the state of Israel or any of that land. And they they occupied Judea and Samaria, which are the, the the Jews are the indigenous people of that. That's where you get Judaism from Judea.
1: Um, right. Anyway, so David, and what ha- what what happens when when you go after Claremont? what What's the What's the procedure? You go into federal court and say you're breaking these rules, or is it a is it a action uh, somehow? And I, I don't know.
2: You're what? not talking to a lawyer now. I'm not a lawyer. Okay. But, uh, Okay. Our lawyer is Harmeet Dillon. I met Harmeet, um when she was the editor of the Dartmouth Review 30-odd 30, 30 years ago, and they were under fire from the uh, left-wing president of Dartmouth who was harassing them. So she's been in these battles now for the longest time. she, she represented the college Republicans at Berkeley, you know, when they shut uh, down uh Lionel Indianapolis yeah. and everything. Yep, yep. So she's yep.
1: well, I she's the one to do it. You well
2: I'm on Fox a lot. Army.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> well fu- she is great. She yeah. is great. Um, let me make sure I get people because I'm running out of time here Uh, David Horowitz uh, Horowitz Freedom Center and in particular go to frontpagemag.com I got to send people there David Uh, New York Times, uh, excuse me, best-selling author Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America David Horowitz, thanks David, I'll have you on again keep us informed, it's important uh, what you're doing and uh, congratulations on everything, thank you we'll we'll talk again soon, All right, we'll take a quick break it's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report be right back
0: answer san diego streaming now on tunein.com and radio.com the pro america report with ed martin on the answer san diego
1: Welcome back, welcome back, Ed Martin here in a Pro America report. I hope, I hope many of you are able to watch the uh, debate tonight. The um, debate amongst the uh, uh, Democrats—it's uh, pretty extraordinary uh, to watch them uh, fighting it out, um, it is—they uh, are really chippy. I guess we're to that point in the process where they're not going to hold back anymore because it is really interesting to watch. Um, they're really going after Bloomberg. Buttigieg is feeling his oats um it's just there's just a lot going on there uh, in a minute we're going to talk with john schlafly we'll get the schlafly report update for the week um the w- weekly column that comes out over at townhall.com we'll talk with john schlafly the topic this year is early voting sparks brokered convention nightmare a john andy schlafly's column we'll talk to them about that in just a moment i mentioned earlier on the program that um the um Uh, News came out of the 11th Circuit. This is really cool news, that the 11th Circuit uh, announced uh, today that there is um, they are allowing to stay and allowing to stand and allowing to remain standing. A The Pensacola Cross, it's a, a, in Florida, in Pensacola. and There's a cross that was put up in 1941, just as the Americans entered, we, we entered the, uh, the war right around that time. A lot of people were turning to the Lord for guidance. We'd had the First World War and there was a lot of concern. And so the organization that has um, litigated these things is the uh, Thomas Beckett uh, Society, Thomas Beckett Foundation. And um, great group that does a lot of this work, and they um, they had a victory today in the Eleventh Circuit. Now here's where it's really helpful. It's really helpful because the court, the Eleventh Circuit Court of Appeals, that took this case where there had been a lawsuit saying, "Hey, you can't have a Christian symbol up on the wall, up on in your town on the in the city here," and uh, sue. Well, the reason why the Eleventh Circuit could rule the way it did was because the U.S. Supreme Court. Has just recently ruled less than a year ago on the case that is the case was American Legion versus the American Humanist Association, and that had to do with the uh, the uh, peace cross, the so called peace cross that uh, people uh, you know, know very, very well. Um, had again had a long standing uh, relationship back to the early 1960s with the community on a Maryland uh, um, uh, park. Um, I guess it was technically a yeah it was technically a uh, a state or or a state park um, but there was a lawsuit back then to say so my point here is that you had the situation where um, the um, lower courts are we are benefiting because the lower courts are following now the lead of the Supreme Court which has made this decision uh, uh, last June uh, last um, uh, June uh about um leaving the the cross stand in Maryland and now they able to one in Pensacola good very very good uh, ruling and also really good group um that is uh really worth um uh, uh checking out by the way uh Noah our technical director uh, uh John is trying to call and had some trouble if you can call him at that uh 09 number Noah he just is texting me on one of these things the the last digits i think are 5509 um and uh do you have that one Noah are you there Uh okay All right. good um and uh um so oh i see we got a, i got do- ourselves double booked is joshua there noah yes i am Oh, hey, Josh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Good. Josh, I'm glad you're here. I, I, I apologize. I got my segments turned back around. Joshua Lisek is a uh, self-described recovering uh, Trump derangement syndrome sufferer. I apologize. Thank you, Josh. I, I, was, um, I had my segments flip backward. So, Josh, welcome to the program. It's very, very cool to talk to you. Listen, first of all, tell our listeners, what does it mean to be a Trump derangement syndrome sufferer? What was that like for you?
3: <laughs> well, first things first, Ed. I'm glad to be here today, sharing my story with you all. Well, I'm sure everyone is listening. You have a relative, friend, or coworker that you could uh, pretty easily diagnose as having Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, symptoms include listening to Rachel Maddow on MSNBC <laughs> every night, right? uh, retweeting uh, the Krasnstein brothers back before they got uh, got, got thrown off. Yeah. Twitter. But basically, assuming that everything associated with with President Donald J Trump is the end of the world, um, many Republicans are motivated by racism, et etc et etc et cetera basically the g o p are uh bad people that's kind of the the mindset of of t d s and my experience, I would say it for, for me it developed by the type of media that I was choosing. I was one of those guys who was, you know, watching the John Oliver, because he's funny, you know, Last Week Tonight, and Rachel Maddow, she's entertaining, and, you know, the the uh, Saturday Night Live, right? Your your common media that a lot of folks right. in my generation, the millennials, are, are listening to, and that's exactly what is, entertainment. But it turns out that, uh, and this will not be news to anyone listening, or to everyone listening, It turns out that they're not exactly accurate (laughs) in painting a picture of reality. What broke my uh, Trump derangement syndrome, interestingly enough, is uh, a fellow named Sam Harris. He has been a, a, a vocal critic of President Trump. But here's what's interesting about Sam. He's he's very popular. He has a, the Waking Up um, Waking Up podcast with his book Making Sense podcast. Uh, he has now. Uh, he's very very much, I would say, uh, um, a staunch liberal. But I noticed right. a couple of years ago, the same publications of those, of course, being on the left, that were saying President Trump was a racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, etc started to say the same things about Sam Harris, that Sam Harris was deeply racist and transphobic and all these sorts of labels that because I had been a regular listener of his podcast, like, dude, the guy's a liberal. How could you say he's all these things that make a liberal crap their pants? How could you possibly say that? That was when I realized, (laughs) oh... The leftist mainstream media is not telling the truth about Sam Harris. I've caught them in their lie, and it turns right. out that they may not be telling the truth about president Trump either. That was when the the unraveling uh, of my tedious uh, <laughs> web began it was this was a couple of years ago
1: well now but let me and and let me uh, ask you about that when you finally oh, we are talking with Joshua Lisek, and, and Joshua am I saying your last name right Joshua?
3: lysic uh, is one pronunciation. Uh, another pronunciation is, is Lisek. I don't actually know what the original pronunciation is, so
1: whatever you choose, it works. Either one. Okay. All right. Okay, great. Thanks, man. Um, so what happens when you break out of it? You probably have some friends and family that were in there with you they're not so happy to see you. In their mind, they see you going crazy. In your mind, you're getting more sane. But did you lose? You know, you hear these stories of people that sort of suddenly come to it and say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to be sort of a Trump hater full time. And they, you know, they find that they lose a bunch of friends. In fact, a few minutes ago, we had David Horowitz on. It's not exactly the same, but David Horowitz tells the story of when he was a full on like a communist activist. And when he got converted to being sane he lost all his friends literally all his friends he tells that story there were none left they all because they were all communists and they couldn't believe he would go did you find that you lost a bunch of friends and everything changed dramatically or was it more gradual have you what what us that part of it
3: i had the exact opposite experience which is that i gained both friends and clients through sharing my experience publicly. Uh, I think there's a couple of different oh. areas that we could talk about. One of which is is personal. So my my personal uh, my personal life, like family, friends, uh, wife, my extended family. Um, a lot of them, I would say, I would say lean left. They're they're the reasonable liberal types that I think everyone has someone in their family that they're fond of who's like that. Think of like maybe like a 1960s liberal, right? And now right. right. Having gone through the before and after TBS experience, here is a question I've posed to relatives and to to close friends that really gets them thinking. And it's, if President Obama had done what President Trump has done, would you be happy about it? So, for example, one of the things that – I'm very happy that, uh, that 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 President Trump has done. Now, this is a very small story. This is a couple of years ago. But the right. mainstream media spun it as uh, Trump rolls back child labor laws. That was a headline, right? Well, it turns out that what right. he actually did was allow 16- and 17-year-olds to receive skills training from employers so that they could immediately get jobs. And I'm like, I right. totally agree with that. I completely agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And so I say, <laughs> right. if President Obama had done that, would we support that? And it's, oh, absolutely. And it's like, oh, so maybe there's <laughs> a lot of things to be happy about with this president administration, even if you're liberal. And that's the, that's the strange thing about this, this the, the, the Trump uh, brand is that I think you could very easily make a, a liberal case to reelect Donald Trump very, very easily.
1: Hmm. Wow. Is uh we're talking again with Joshua Elisek. Uh Joshua, where do people if people are trying to bring their for you, you have a couple of good tips on uh on what to say if people want to learn more about how to help people break out of the the TDS bubble. Where where would you send them? Uh, online, would you send them books to read? What would you say?
3: I would send them to Scott Adams. He is the creator of the Dilbert comic strip. He's written several New York Times best-selling books. Uh, including yeah. Win Bigley, uh, Loser Think, as well as his latest one. He he was the first celebrity uh, to say that uh, Donald Trump was going to become the president uh, before right. anyone else was. I think a year before anyone else, maybe Mike Cernovich was yeah. out there as well, him being a journalist. Uh, but every day, right. Scott Adams has... A basic uh, um, a coffee with Scott the daily podcast, and his his filter on reality really is systems versus goals, and how a lot of Republicans and conservatives take a systems approach to the world. Like, okay, maybe there's an imperfect system, but is there something we can? Use that we can perfect, right? right? And that, of course, might be the Constitution. Whereas, unfortunately, a lot of of folks on the left, uh, liberals, Democrats, um, kind of get get stuck in goals, uh, such as we want things to be fair. We want to have everyone get health coverage. Well, I think you and I both would want to make sure everyone gets the health care they need for their families. But to say... We've got to get there. That's a goal. That's not a system. And it's, you know, there's things that President Trump and his administration have been doing to help put systems in place to get towards the liberal Goals. One yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. Another one would be climate change. With the, um, and this is where Mark Schneider and the Green. Yeah, Mark Schneider, our then. friend.
1: Yeah, we've we've had we've had him on a bunch. Hey, Joshua, I got to unrun. I'm sorry, I'm getting yelled at in my ear by a producer. I'll have you back on again. I ate up some of your time at the beginning, so I'll have you on again. It's great to talk to you. Very good advice. I'll put it up on social media, and we'll talk again. Thank you, Joshua Lisek. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro America Report. Be right back.
0: FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The Answer. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin, Pro America Report. We'll get John Schlafly tomorrow night. I just was texting with John or whatever it is, messaging with him. He's going to come on tomorrow night. We're a little overshadowed. I had a segments run a little long, so let's just wrap things up tonight uh, and uh, I, let's go back to this debate. It's still going on. The debate's fantastic to watch. I don't know if the, well, I guess the Republican debates four years ago were this much fun. It is really fun um, to see uh, their re- recent quick exchange between Klobuchar and Buttigieg. They seem to really not like each other. They both, um, well, Buttigieg looks kind of cool, looks bemused by her, but sort of in an annoyed way. And she started to show her fangs. She's a little bit, her incisors were flaring. She was kind of ready to, she had enough of him, uh, which was really, um, well, it was. it's incredibly fun to watch. One of the places, one of the uh, lengthy back and forth discussions that went on and on and on was everybody going uh, wild about the... um, about the climate change, and so uh, one after another went uh, and, and uh, you know Bernie Sanders went on a whole Green New Deal and said we have to have it. It's the end of the world, and then everybody agreed. They just started to disagree on how much we should do, and even Klobuchar, who has been the one who's um, who is uh, has been um, uh, has been. Um, most sane not saying you're going to do change totally gun gut the economy uh was even she was joining into the fund so that that's a little bit out there um uh, by the way, this is amazing to hear and, and see. In the middle of the debate, I'm watching this sort of coverage of it. Elizabeth Warren's campaign put out a, a message quantifying how much fundraising they had been doing during the debate. Warren has been really active. She's been griping and complaining. She's She lost her voice, and so she sounds really kind of hoarse. Um, and uh, I mean, she is hoarse, and, her, and she, she sounds kind of different than she usually does, but she sounds kind of griping. I hate to say it. I, I just saw on Twitter somebody said, it's harder for women to get angry and not seem unpleasant than it is for men. I think that's right in terms of debating whether that's fair or not is a different question. But um, it is just and so Warren is kind of her shrillness is muted by her, her uh, sore throat, but it still comes across as really harsh. Um, but Joe Biden just attacked uh, uh, Bloomberg for Bloomberg's quote in uh, 2010, where he called the Affordable Care Act a disgrace uh and immediately after he said it Biden's campaigns said it and then put out an ad online ad covering it i mean it is fascinating to see how fast um everything is changing you know how quickly people now in real time they're um able to do uh things with uh, clip clips and and social media um they're talking about the second hour is better for Bloomberg. He settled down and was actually talking about substantive things that he wanted to talk about um, and how you know to win and all and turning the focus to. But the first, I got to tell you, the first hour of the debate, it was just brutal. It was brutal. Uh, Bloomberg was again. Bloomberg was put on the spot about non-disclosure agreements he has with more than one. Uh, what as he said, some women or he said, said then he qualified and said some women or men. I don't know what that means. Um, and then Warren plus Biden said, free the women, they all said they're women, to speak their minds and not be silenced. And it was uncomfortable. There was little, uh little mini Mike just sitting there um, and uh, the, you know, really was um, kind of uh, – Uh, painful to watch and wonder what the heck he was thinking and see what he's going to do. But anyway, so that's going on. And uh, one interesting side note is everybody's quick to praise Andrew Yang on the stage. They were saying he was a nice guy. He's tweeting during the whole debate. He's now been hired by CNN. And so he's been hired by CNN and and, uh, he's tweeting the whole time uh, about the debate and commenting. There's not there's not a guy in recent memory who parlayed his sort of a long shot campaign into more uh, attention you know, and, and I would say his was really long shot, never got to be closer than that. You know, somebody like Mike Huckabee, Mike Huckabee ran really strong for a period uh, for president. Then he parlayed it into TV and in a prominent role uh, in the, in the sort of public eye, but he was more, he was a more significant, uh, candidate. Andrew Yang never really got much, got anywhere in the polls. And yet he has parlayed his, uh, 15 minutes of fame into something pretty extraordinary to see. So, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, watch that. And, uh, well, there's some more to watch. So, all right, uh, let's, um, Let's see. Let me one more thing to pick up here. Oh, um, the uh, uh, Lindsey Graham, the Judiciary Committee, has is undertaking an investigation. I got a text from one of the listeners. They are investigating the um, whistleblower. And the Judiciary Committee is supposedly getting to the bottom of exactly how that whole process happened. That would be something if they do it. I'm not sure I believe that they'll do it, but I I got a text from one of our listeners, Don, Don in San Diego, who asked me what the status was. And that's what you have there. So. We'll see more. We'll get an update tomorrow. Roger Stone is supposed to be sentenced. I believe that Roger Stone will be pardoned as soon as he's sentenced. I think the president needs to wait for that sentence to happen. But I think the president's pardons a couple of days ago set the stage for him to uh, come charging into this and say, "Hey, this was wrong and poorly handled, and we need to give him a pardon uh, too." I don't know whether he'll do the um, General Flynn pardon at the same time. I I know he will do that at some point. I just don't know if he will wait. And do it at another time later on, or do it at the same time. So, all right, tomorrow night we'll be back. We'll have John Schlafly of the weekly Schlafly Reporter give us an update on his column. And uh, you can always check out everything we're writing and working on at phyllisschlafly.com. phyllisschlafly.com. Follow me on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin and uh, you can get up to date there. Thank you as always to Noah our great technical director, Joanna for helping produce this show from the heart of America where I am right now in the Phyllis Schlafly Center in St. Louis, Missouri and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. lot to update you on. If you got a minute, jump on the telly now that the show's over and watch the rest of the Democrats debate. It's ugly and it's fun and it's certainly pro-America. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back tomorrow night. Thanks for listening.